0: Good evening and welcome to episode 7 of Dinnertime Discipleship with the Patel family. Uh, We do not have the usual cast here with us tonight. Uh, We're missing Noah. He's uh, busy with homework. He's got a lot of um, tests coming up and assignments to catch up on in high school. So uh, we've kind of let him off the hook for tonight. And uh, we have everybody else, though. Uh, Christine and uh, Eva and Lila and myself. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Romans 1, wrapping up Romans 1. Uh, but before we do, I just wanted to mention that uh, we are now on several uh, podcast outlets on, on pla- different platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Still working on Apple Um just because they' they're a little bit more complicated to, to get to get your uh, podcast published on there. So we're working on that, and as soon as we have it done'll we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Um, I don't think we have any other announcements for tonight, right? Okay. so yeah, what even Oh yeah. so you might remember last time that we talked about not uh, allowing your brother to stumble. And how the the Apostle Paul had said that he would even be willing to give up meat if it meant that it would prevent his brother from stumbling. And uh, so I told Eve at the at the very end of the last podcast that um, you know chips were (laughs) tortilla chips from the local Tex Mex place were real tempting to me, and if she had any, that would that would maybe cause me to stumble. I just said it tongue in cheek, but I was curious to see how she how she would react and. Sure enough, she did not have any chips that night, or I don't think she's had any since then. So I appreciate your uh, willingness to sacrifice for, for your dad. Did
1: you
0: have any chips? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, not that night. Not, that, not night.
1: that night. You saved him until the next
0: day? Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I have had some chips since then, but uh, the, the number of salads I eat in a given week probably offsets that, I think. Um, anyway... Yeah, I'm, I'm Salado's biggest biggest fan and biggest customer. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm not here to plug my local uh, restaurant joints. So let's get into Roman one, uh, Romans 1. We're going to be at verse uh, 28, and we're going to go through the end of the chapter, which is only about one paragraph, I think. This is from the easy-to-read version, which is uh, the version we've been using. It's, it's really great. It's not like the message uh, translation. It's not, it's not a paraphrase. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a word-for-word translation either, but it's pretty close. It does a better job, in my opinion, than the message. It's far more understandable than the message. And um, it, it's really great for kids in particular and people who are not accustomed to studying the Bible to, to understand what it says without struggling with it too much. Okay, verse 28. People did not think it was important to have a true knowledge of God. So God left them and allowed them to have their own worthless thinking. And so they do what they should not do they are filled with every kind of sin, evil, greed, and hatred. They are full of jealousy, murder, fighting, lying, and thinking the worst things about each other. They gossip and say evil things about each other. They hate God. They are rude, proud, and brag about themselves. They invent ways of doing evil. They don't obey their parents. They are foolish. They don't keep their promises, and they show no kindness or mercy to others. They know God's law, says that anyone who lives like that should die. But they not only continue to do these things themselves, but they also encourage others who do them. Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't we pray? That's a great suggestion. Please go ahead and pray. Jesus,
2: in thank you that we got dinner and... Yeah, we got a version we have a home and shelter and food and it And Hey man.
0: Wow, I'm impressed. Not only did you, usually you're, you guys are fighting each other not to pray, not to do it on the mic, but tonight you 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 suggested we do it, and then you took charge. Good job. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Okay, and you're right. You're absolutely right. We should have started with praying. Um, I think it's just because I wasn't eating this time, and we're all done eating. So, yeah. Anyway, but that's, that's you're totally right. There's never a wrong time to pray. It's never a wrong thing to pray. Good job. Okay. Any thoughts on this? There's a lot of good stuff that pops out here.
1: To me, it's... This passage reminds me a lot of the book of James. I don't know if you girls have read through the book of James before, but it's very... I call it black and white. Like, it's very... There's this side of the law, and there's that side of the law. Where you, where do you fall? And... Um, this this passage right here reminds me of that, of, of, like, it's very convicting. It's very, it makes it very clear what the rules are, and, sorry, I hit my hand. Oh. Um, it makes it very clear where the rules are and where you fall or don't fall on them, and, you know, a lot of these things I think I'm guilty of, and I think I, I, I don't know, I just do some mental gymnastics to get around being convicted or, or feeling guilty about doing these things or wanting to change. That's a good reminder.
0: What do you think, Leela? about what we read? Did anything stick out to you?
1: Do you want to read it again? Did you forget? Okay. I'm going to read it from my version. I think Daddy's was easier to understand, but I'm going to read it from mine too. Okay. It says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, that means like notice him, pay attention to him. God gave them up to a debased mind, that means evil, to do what ought not to be done. So they didn't follow God. And so God said, okay, well, then I'm just going to let you do what you should not be doing. Right. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness. You know what unrighteousness is? What's the opposite of righteous? So what is righteousness? (laughs) Righteousness is being right with God. So they were filled with being not right with God, with evil, with jealousy, greed, and hatred. You know what those things are, right? Jealousy, greed, and hatred. Yeah. They're full of envy, murder, strife. That means fighting. Deceit. That means lying. Maliciousness. That means just ill intent, bad intent toward other people. They're gossips, slanderers. Slender means you speak evil about other people. Haters of God. Insolent, that means disrespectful. Haughty, proud, pride, prideful. Boastful, inventors of evil. Disobedient to their parents. Foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous laws, that those who practice such things deserve to die. So they know about the, the, the law. They know that if you do those things, you should die. But not only do they do those things... They let they see other people doing them and they're like, oh good job, yay you, keep going, that was great, ha ha ha, that was a funny joke, or whatever. So what what sticks out to you when you hear all that? What is there anything that you feel in your heart when I say those things, or anything that you think about yourself?
2: Not any of those two, but I can tell they're definitely not questioned.
1: Well, it sounds like they might be. It says they know God's righteous law.
2: Yes, but that doesn't mean that they believe. How do you, what do you mean? Mm. Explain. Well, just because they know God's law, they are not following them, but just because you know God's law doesn't
1: mean that you believe. Okay. That's good. That's a really good observation. Like a that. Like
2: a demon. Okay. So,
0: so this this part of Romans one, you can summarize it this way. Okay. People did not think it was important to know God, to really know God. They thought we don't need to know Him. So God said, "Fine, you go do you go do you." Okay? You go do you. And he allowed them to think whatever dumb things they wanted to think. And then there's a whole list of all the bad things they started doing and thinking, all the evil they did. Because God let them do those things. And he let them do those things because they didn't think it was important to know God. Okay? So understand if I'm one of those people, I say, I don't care about knowing God, I don't care about doing what he says. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. But I don't really need to know about all this stuff about what God wants me to do or how he wants me to live. But that's not important. So God said, "Okay, fine, Niraj. I'm not going to I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do. You just go ahead. And so I start I continue sinning and thinking bad things Doing evil things, all kinds of sin and evil and greed and hatred, jealousy, murder, fighting, lying, thinking worse things about each other. Rude, proud and brag. How much do we brag in our culture in America? Everything is a brag, a flex, right? That's what you guys call it. <laughs> oh, maybe it's too old for you, too young for me. Um uh, never mind I was gonna make a joke about theo guys but um and so they do all these bad things right and they know God's law says anyone who lives like that should die but they don't care they're gonna they keep doing it anyway and they encourage other people to do it too so they know what God's law is but they don't care about it that's the point they don't care about it. They don't care about knowing God. They know the law, but they don't care about it. They don't care about knowing God. They don't care. They, 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 they're happy in their sin. And when they're happy in their sin, they continue in their sin and they encourage other people to sin as well. That's how I would summarize the, the paragraph.
1: Before we move on too much further, Eva, did you have any thoughts or impressions about that what we read? Anything that stuck out to you? Well,
3: Feel you know, like if God told me I could do whatever I wanted to do, I don't think I'd like really murder anyone or fight people. I don't. I just don't think I'd do that.
0: Well, it's not that they. It's not that God said you can do whatever you want to do. It's that they didn't. They knew God's law and they just didn't care. They didn't care about Him. They didn't care about the things of God. So he said, you just, you keep keep living your life. You just keep doing your evil. You keep doing that. It's not not like he said, I'm very pleased with you. You should do whatever you would like. That's not the point. The point is, you're clearly doing evil. You clearly don't care about me or what I tell you or about my law. So you just keep doing, just keep doing your evil. That's the tone of it. Keep
3: doing your thing, man. You just don't care. I can't get you to care, so I'm... I'm done.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: This is not the same thing as Christian liberty. This is um, taking that Christian liberty too far because what is the most important law? Do you guys remember what the most important rule was that Jesus said? Mm. The greatest rule? Mm. No. I'll give you a hint. Love. Love your neighbor no. as yourself. Nope. for that, love the Lord your God. Does this sound familiar to no. the Lord's Prayer? No. Jesus. Somebody asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if you love God and you love your neighbor, are you going to do all this stuff that we just read about? No. No. If you love God, you're not gonna be full of murder and lying and hating hating God and being evil and foolish and faithless and all that stuff. If you love your neighbor, you know, let's say that you don't love God. Say you say you only love your neighbor. Are you still gonna to lie to them and try to murder them? No. So they've broken the most important law. Did you have something to add, to that?
0: Not that particular thought, no.
1: Okay. So my point was just that um, this is not about Christian liberty. This is about questioning whether or not a person is even Christian, like Leela said. Are you actually loving God when you behave this way? Are you loving your neighbor as yourself as you love this way? Because I can practice my Christian freedom and do something that somebody else perceives to be sin and still love God. I can drink a beer. That doesn't mean I don't love God. But for somebody else, they might
0: call that a sin. You know, one of the things that stuck out to me, a couple of thoughts. One is that this paragraph describes America so well. Because America doesn't have the same excuse that a lot of countries have, that they've never heard the gospel. They've never heard of Jesus. They've never, they they, they can't find a Bible. This isn't like, America isn't like those countries. You can find a Bible at every Walmart. You can find it online. It's in your pocket, on your smartphone. You can find it anywhere. It's readily accessible. Almost everyone in America, if not everyone in America, has heard of Jesus. There are churches everywhere that people can go to. So the law, God's law, God's... God's. Um, I don't even want to say the law, just the gospel... In God's way of life, the way God would ask us to live. The knowledge of that is available everywhere in America. Any American can have access to it. And that describes, I mean, that's basically verse 28, right? People did not think it was important to have a true knowledge of God. So they have this knowledge available to them, but they just don't care about it, Right? And so, God lets them have their own worthless thinking. Americans do what they should not do. We are filled with every kind of sin, evil, greed, and hatred. We are full of jealousy, murder, fighting, lying, thinking the worst things about each other. Can you think of an example in our in America today where we think about the where think the worst things about each other? An
1: example. We do that? Yeah. Just watching TV, I think.
0: And politics. That's That's a great example. Anything on TV. We're so politically divided and we think the worst things about each other. Gossip, say evil things about each other, they hate God. Rude, proud, and brag about themselves. Americans are pretty bad about being proud and bragging about ourselves, aren't we? You don't think so?
1: Lena doesn't get exposed much to. That's true. To the kind of stuff that you and I see.
0: Well, what do you in, think?
1: Like the news. I think in general, yes, I think you're correct. I think that people in general love themselves, love their opinions more than they love God, um, love their political party more than they love God, love, um, love their own desires more than they love God. Um, My question though is I see this as sort of telling a story this passage in Romans is telling a story that we have these people that are doing all kinds of evil and God has a response he says okay then I'm going to let you have your evil mind what do you think is the next thing that's going to happen? So God gives a law the people ignore the law. God says, a warning, they don't follow it. A warning, they don't follow it. Finally, God says, okay. What happens next?
3: Well, God gave them rules for a reason.
1: What's that reason?
3: So that they can go to heaven, and but they didn't follow the rules.
1: Okay, so what happens next?
3: They keep sitting forever.
1: You think God's going to let it go on forever and ever and ever? For a long time? Do you think that we expect that God's going to go a long time, let it go on for a long time before he does something about it? People can't see your shoulder strokes. You can say, I don't know. Daddy told you not to say, I don't know, didn't he? (laughs) Oh, no, what are we left with?
3: I know not.
1: (laughs) So... What do you think happens though? I mean, God can, God has the right to wait a long, long time to give a consequence for our sin, but does He have to? He
3: doesn't have to, right?
1: Do does He owe us His patience? <clears>
3: throat> no. Throat>
1: Just because something didn't happen to you last time you sinned doesn't mean that something's not going to happen to you this time when you sin.
3: For
1: example, like, uh, oh, I didn't send this I guess it'll just go on forever. It could be. I'm just saying that you should never assume that God's judgment and God's wrath is ever far from you, especially if you weren't saved, especially if you have not acknowledged that Jesus is the Son of God and repented of your sins. Um, and I think that's kind of the mistake that these people in Romans are making that they're saying, you know, God's judgment is not coming God man, eh, he'll let this go we're We're close friends, we're pals he's he's not gonna he's not gonna do that to me. We should never assume that though, because we're always we're under grace. Eva, do you know what grace means if you're under grace?
3: Not giving someone the punishment they should receive yeah
0: exactly. can you, can you say it louder, please?
3: Not giving someone the punishment they should get.
1: Right, so if I'm doing all these things, these evil things that are listed here, maybe even just one of them, I deserve what? No, it says says in verse 32, do you remember what it said? Here, take a look right here. They should die. They deserve to die because the penalty for sin is Death. death. So just because I don't die right this second doesn't mean it's not coming. What does that tell us about the character of God? What does this passage tell us about God? What can we learn about God?
2: That it's always unexpected. Sometimes it's unexpected.
1: What is? That um,
2: if he keeps sending, keep sending. them like what? Huh? What is this happening? Like I'm sitting mean told me thing.
0: Nobody can understand what you're saying when you do that. So if you're going to do that, speak real loud.
1: It can be big and dramatic. No! <laughs> so explain again what you were saying. That What does that tell us about God in this passage?
2: i saying one of those people that you were just talking about.
1: Okay.
2: I'm... Okay, I'm about to die, and... I'm like, huh? I did, you told me to do my thing. I I did what she said. I, I shouldn't die. I did what she said.
3: Well, he didn't tell them to do all the bad things. He was like, Fine. I'm done trying to tell you what to do. You just do it. You'll suffer the consequences.
0: Right. Do you understand the difference? He wasn't instructing them, go do bad things. That's not God's character. He wants them to do good things, but they wouldn't do it. So he said, I give up. You do what you want to do, and you live with the consequences.
1: I don't know that it was necessarily an I give up. It was, I think, because I don't, especially if somebody's a believer, I don't think that God can just give up on you. But I think that God can say, okay, you want to learn this the hard way? You're going to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. He's still devoted to teaching you what you need to learn. But if you insist on learning it the hard way, then we'll do it the hard way. Yeah, you learned your lesson the hard way. Told you so. So what do you say then to somebody who's like, well, you know, you look at that long list of sins there and you're like, well, you know what? I'm not killing people. I'm not doing, I'm not like robbing people. I'm just, I'm just doing this one small thing. It's not a big deal. It's no. always a big thing. It's always a big deal?
3: Like, um, on the, it says, Evil, greed, hatred, fighting, and it's not just murder. Like, even if you're just a little bit jealous, or if you just talk about someone, even a little, then that still counts as a sin. What if it's
1: that you hate somebody, but that somebody did something really, really bad? Like, they deserve to be hated.
3: Well, then you're not giving them mercy.
1: Do you have to give them mercy? Are you expected as a Christian to show mercy? Maybe. What do you think, Daddy? Do you think Christians are expected to show mercy? Yeah. Always? Yeah. I don't agree.
0: Why do you not agree?
1: Because I think that there are appropriate times for mercy. And I think that if you are too free with your mercy, then um, you're not necessarily teaching a lesson that needs to be taught. So if, you know, let's just say one of the kids... When you
0: say mercy, do you mean, is that the same thing to you as forgiveness? No. Because I equate them. So when I say yes, I mean, you should be completely free with your forgiveness.
1: Yes. There's no limit to that. Correct. But I don't think that's the same thing as mercy. Mercy to me is... There's a consequence for whatever the behavior action was and that that consequence is alleviated or removed in some way. So, you know, one of the kids, there's a bag of chocolate chips in the pantry. and I tell the kids, don't don't eat the chocolate chips and they eat the chocolate chips. They broke a rule. I'm going to forgive them, of course. um, And the consequence might be, you know, you don't get dessert now. Um, and I think that when you show too much mercy, you're not teaching the lesson you intended to teach, which is that I made a rule and I'm serious about it. Um, and I think that we see that with God on occasion in the Bible. I think that more often than not, he is merciful, but there's times when he's not, and he's completely justified in that too.
0: Well, mercy with kids and teaching them things as they grow up is one thing. Mercy to someone else who is an adult, let's say, for a wrong they have committed, you know, against you, that's, that's different.
1: I don't agree, but explain.
0: Well, if your kid does something wrong and you're trying to teach them a lesson, then the mercy in that case is, it doesn't take much from you to give mercy. It, it, it's not like you're necessarily going to be particularly angry. You're just trying to teach your kids a lesson. But if it's someone who's done you wrong as an adult, let's say, you know, someone, I don't know, stole something from you. Let's say someone killed your child. Okay, a dramatic example. Someone killed your child. And you have the option to to give them mercy or or not give them mercy. Let's say you've, you've got them at gunpoint and you can either pull the trigger or not pull the trigger to take revenge or not take revenge.
1: Yeah, I think that in that scenario, it, you can easily confuse mercy with revenge or lack, unmercy, lack of mercy with
0: revenge. Well, then the distinction is some mercy has to do with pulling, removing consequences that would naturally result, naturally come about. Mm-hmm. And some mercy has to do with removing consequences that you would impose.
1: Right. But I think that I mean, even as adults, we still have lessons that we need to learn. Um, We still have a nature in God that we have to understand. There's a lot of, most of God's character I haven't learned since I, I mean, I didn't learn it until I was an adult. And I think that if God had been merciful with me, I would not have learned those lessons. So I think that absolutely as an adult, you, the consequences of your choices might look a little bit different because you're an adult, but it doesn't mean that you
0: have any less to learn um, as a result of mercy or not having mercy. I mean, look at scripture. Matthew five, seven, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Luke six, thirty-six, be merciful even as your father is merciful. James two thirteen, for judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment.
1: Right. So I think that we need to be reflective of God when we show mercy to people. Um and and I think that in the same way that we wouldn't expect God to be merciful toward everything, we can't be merciful toward everything. I think that there are times when it is appropriate and um I think that if there's a question, you know, maybe err on the side of mercy, but I don't think that it's appropriate to say that Mercy for everyone, every time, everywhere. I don't think that's
0: well it seems like God is equating the mercy you will receive to the mercy you give. If you're not merciful, God will not be merciful with you.
1: Yeah, I, I do not dispute that. One so day. if you
0: want mercy applied to you freely, then you had better give it to give it to others freely.
1: Right. I, I agree. I'm just Well saying. it sounds
0: like you're you want you're wanting to pick and choose.
1: No, I'm saying that In order to, um, sometimes the best thing for somebody is to allow them to feel the weight of their sin. And I don't know that, I mean, like I said, I think that you have to use discretion in when you use mercy. Because I don't think that the application of what you're saying means that everybody gets mercy every time. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a criminal justice system. I mean, Otherwise, we wouldn't have a law.
0: I I think this is talking about personal mercy as opposed to penal, like government-imposed mercy. There, there's not government-imposed mercy, but mercy for uh, you know punishments that would be imposed by the government. I mean, you clearly have something in mind, like what examples are you thinking of? Not kids, but like when you're, if you're grown, uh, sort of a grown up scenario, what, what are you thinking of where you would not give mercy to someone?
1: So let's say that we're driving and a drunk driver crashes into me and kills my family. I don't think in a situation like that, that mercy is necessarily the best
0: Mercy for what? What is the the punishment that you're trying to give them mercy from?
1: Well, in a situation like that, in biblical law, the person committed murder. So the wages of sin is death. Now, in that sense, yes, I can see a need for mercy because I would want that person to not pay with their own life. I would like for them to live so that they can hopefully feel the weight of their sin, feel the full burden of it and have a, an opportunity for repentance, an opportunity for, uh, to learn the grace of God. Um, so I think that mercy is an element in a big picture of grace, forgiveness, repentance. Um, I don't know all those fancy Christian words,
0: but you're still not giving me a scenario where you have the right. Right to give mercy or to withhold it. Paint for me a serious scenario where you have the right to step in and give or withhold mercy.
1: Okay, so let's say that you are abusive and you beat me up and the police are called. And I've got a black guy and I'm bleeding and the police come and they say, do you want to press charges? I have the opportunity to say yes or no. I have the opportunity to decide whether or not I show mercy Mm -hmm. in that sort of scenario. Um, Is mercy the most appropriate thing that I think depends a lot on a lot of different things. It depends on context. And, you know, is this the fifteen million? I guess it doesn't really matter if it's the 15 millionth time or the first, Um, but you know, was this a one-off incident or was this like a habitual thing or was this, I don't know, I've lost my train of thought. But so, so
0: what if God what if God weighs those things in deciding whether he's gonna be merciful with us?
1: I would expect God to.
0: Well, your sins are gonna find you out. Yes. The wages of sin is death. Yes. So you're gonna die. <laughs>
1: No, I understand that. I think that as a Christian, this is where um, the blood of Christ covers our sins. Where we, where I think that that mercy comes into play. We are way off the topic, and we've lost the kids.
0: That doesn't matter. It's
1: okay. I'm curious what they think. Lila, do you think that you should always show mercy every time somebody does something to offend you?
2: Not oh. always. Like you said, like in a very dramatic
1: way. Okay. What do you mean by a very dramatic way? Like a dramatic offense or a dramatic sin or something?
2: Maybe both.
1: Okay. What happens in that in that kind of situation? What do you mean by that?
2: You think
1: in a time like that, it would be okay to not show mercy.
2: Maybe I'm like I think you still should, but. You just build up with um anger and sadness, like the car crash, you about. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just feel so angry that you want to just, like, kick this guy out of his car
1: and let him get him over. So you think it would be hard to show mercy at that time? So it sounds like what you're saying is that you would want revenge. Do you know what revenge is? What is revenge?
2: It's like, ha
1: ha, you did this to me, I'm going to pay you back, ha ha. It's repaying evil for evil, yeah. What are your thoughts, Eva? Do you think that it's...
0: Hold on, we can't leave that there. Oh, okay, go ahead. God says, don't take revenge. Vengeance is mine, says God. So, if someone does evil against you, you don't pay them back with evil. You pay them back with love, with goodness, you understand? Because you're a princess, you're God's princess. You, you're supposed to act that way. It's beneath you to have revenge on someone. Do you understand what that means, beneath you? You're better than that. Do you understand? You let God worry about revenge. Go ahead. Um, uh, I think that you...
3: Like, if someone purposefully drove into my car and killed everyone, then I think I would let them live just, like it said in there, uh, let them continue doing all their sins. I would let him live with his sins so that he'd, like, carry the burden of it.
1: So they can what?
3: So he can carry the burden of carry it. Carry the
1: burden of it, Okay. Because you feel like that person probably wouldn't learn anything unless they felt the weight of their sin, grieved their sin. Yeah, I think it's important to allow people the opportunity to grieve their sin. And if we take that away from them, then I think that we're doing them a a disservice. Um, But again, I think there is absolutely a time and a place for mercy. And I think that, you know, you can feel the burden of your sin without actually feeling the consequence
0: of it. Does that make sense? Um, The last verse says, but they not only continue to do these things themselves, but they also encourage others who do them. So here's a question for you. Are we encouraging um, bad behavior whenever we laugh at someone's dirty jokes? Are we encouraging this sort of bad behavior if we buy a movie ticket to a movie that has bad jokes or dirty things in it? Um, when we watch a TV show and the maker of a, of a bad, dirty TV show gets money, advertising money, because we watched that show or we did a pay-per-view, does that, does that count? Do we fall into this group, those who encourage them? Are we encouraging them by doing those things?
1: Maybe. Pay-per-view is when you pay to watch something. Oh, pay-per-view. I used to think as a kid that it was like pay-per-view, yeah, like, so, like see some paper. <gasps> yeah, anyway. I think, were you about to say something, Eva?
3: No, I was saying that's what I thought it meant.
1: Okay. You didn't have a comment on whether or not those you're encouraging those things? Do you, Lila? No, I'm thinking back when you asked that question, it made me think back to the conversation we had um, in one of our previous podcasts about how we, we are Christians. And so we have freedom to do whatever, but should we like, should we do certain things? And yes, we are free. I think we came away from that conversation with the conclusion that we are free to do those things, but we should not be causing other people to sin. I think that was the big takeaway. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. We, we should not cause other people to sin. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So if we buy a movie ticket, are we causing somebody else to sin?
2: Well, it depends what kind of movie it is.
1: So what if I'm watching this movie, and I'm not, I don't think it's funny at all, but I'm watching it because I want to I know what happens. What, well, maybe not even what happens. I just want to know what are, what are people laughing at? Why, why do people think this is funny? Maybe it's just not funny to you, but it's funny to I don't Right, and so I'm going to watch it to find out. Am I encouraging sin? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but not in the sense that this verse means. Your intent is not to encourage sin.
1: So, is there a difference then? you think Oh difference? yeah, there's a
0: difference. Uh,
3: in the verse that Dad just read that one was about how the people who were doing all those bad things they were trying on purpose to convince other people to start doing it too but um, with the one that we talked about last week um, you're like you're causing other people to run, do what you're doing like you're tempting them to do things mm-hmm. it's different
0: okay so you don't think watching a, a dirty movie or a violent movie or something like that is, is bad because your intent is not to encourage them to sin? How are you encouraging them to sin? Well, they're making money off of it. That's encouraging.
1: It's like, oh, people love it. They're spending money on it. We should tell everyone to watch
2: this movie. Ah, but it's a bad one today. We're going to We should get more money
0: I think the intent does matter there. So, okay. Any last thoughts?
1: My takeaway from this is that I need to go back and reread this and think about it and ask God to show me in my heart where I do these things. Because I think, like I said before, it's very easy for me to just convince myself that that doesn't apply to me. That doesn't apply to me. Or I do these things, but I'm saying, well, God doesn't care about that. Or, you know, that's not a big deal. Or this doesn't really count because of that or whatever. And I think that I really need to look carefully at my own heart and ask God to show me in my heart where I do these things and if ask God to make me not okay with it, make my heart not okay with it. Because I think that sometimes I get too comfortable doing those things.
0: My big big takeaway was not something that overarching. My, my big takeaway was realizing that there's a difference between forgiveness and mercy. I'd always thought they were the same thing, but they're actually not. Forgiveness is you should always forgive, right? Mercy is about the consequences. So you can forgive someone without preventing them from getting the consequence.
1: Can we clarify what
0: forgiveness is? Because you said mercy is not having a consequence. Forgiveness, uh, I think it, forgiveness is not not holding someone's wrongs against them anymore. So if, I, if, if you wrong me, if you do something wrong to me, then I don't hold it against you. I stop holding it against you. I let it go. I release you from it. You don't owe me anything.
1: That's what I see forgiveness as too. When somebody offends you, wrongs you in some way, they owe you something. And as forgiveness is saying you no longer owe me for that. So forgiveness is saying I cancel the debt. Mercy is saying there's a consequence for this and I'm not going to give it to you. They're very similar, but they're not the same.
0: Eva, what was your takeaway from this? And Leela I'd be thinking about one. What you learned from this? You don't know? You're sorry, <laughs> you can't say that.
1: What you gotta go? I have no idea. I think that
3: it's important to know whether you're purposefully tempting someone to do something or if you're doing it without knowing it, like purposefully, as in verse 33. 32. 32. Um in that verse, they're telling people to sin because earlier God said that He would just let them sin because He wanted them to learn. They should learn.
0: What?
2: And they should learn a
3: so, lesson.
0: They should learn a lesson. Yeah.
3: It's different than what we did last week. Mm-hmm.
0: Leela, what was your? What, what did you learn from this?
2: Well, it's important to forgive and know if
0: you shall mercy in you. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Leela, can you close us in prayer, please? Real nice and loud.
2: Dear God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, thank you that we got to have dinner tonight and for a shelter and food.
0: Be sure you ask for something, too. Hopefully it's something that we learn about tonight. Please. Let me let me get you started. Please help us to what?
2: Remember that. This is important
0: and. That's good. This is important because the first verse we, we talked about tonight was how people didn't think it was. People did not think God's or a knowledge of God was important. And you're asking for God to help you remember that it is important, which is great. Thank you, Jesus, for your scripture and for my family, for the opportunity to do the podcast. And may this uh, reach and encourage people who who could benefit from it. Amen. Amen.